will not get nervous. Mm -hmm. But once you're ready to record, let me know. Okay. I mean, mm -hmm. no time like the present, right? That's why they call it a gift. Yeah. <laughs> Because yesterday is history and tomorrow's a mystery, but today's a gift, and that's why we call it the present. You're really good at uh, knowing all of those things, and I'm not very good at that. It's totally okay. So, I think at this episode we should talk about, um, first of all, the very strong feelings that we have about Del Taco. Specifically yeah. Del Taco, but I also want to discuss um, some of the other fast food experiences. Absolutely. Because I think we should really tackle the big issues, right? Yeah. And f American fast food is basically the pulse of what's going on in America right now. Is it? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. What does that say? Perf. Anyway, um, I'm already recording, so... Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So, this is... I'm not good at doing the yeah, Travis part yeah, of this. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I guess I can try and do the Travis part. Try to do the Travis I part. I guess um, on today's episode, uh, <laughs> this is false. We are coming straight from my living room in America. This is the voice of American Boyfriend. And with me is... Evelyn Irish. Yeah. All right. Oh, so, you're doing uh, such a good job. We're in Detroit. And Ev has spent a little over a week here hanging out, living the life. Yeah. Trying all the horrible and fantastic things this country of gluttony and pleasure has to <laughs> offer. So what I'm really curious about is back to what we were talking about before, Ev. Um, what, how do you feel that the American fast food is uh, really representing what's going on in the country right now? I think that it can be kind of like the cumulative experience of American fast food is... We're here for a good time, not a long time. Like, okay, for starters, American Taco Bell. Yeah. Which okay. I've, which I've converted you to. You, yeah, okay. You, you Canadians are getting fucked. We are getting fucked. Okay, good. And here's why. Okay. You can't, you, there's no cheesy Fiesta potatoes, which I now call the comfort potatoes. The, yeah, the best side dish you can get at any fast food place. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, they are these. Tasty little cube potatoes. They're all flaky and crispy on the outside, smothered in queso, like just fucking shitty yellow cheese sauce mm. with shitty, runny fucking Taco Bell sour cream. Mm. And then if you're a real pro, you you spray that Diablo sauce on top. Okay, and we'll get to Diablo sauce in a yeah. minute because that's a that's that's important to talk about. So back to the comfort potatoes. Okay, so the comfort potatoes are basically like a cubed um, curly fry from Arby's. Like if you got curly fries at Arby's and then you turned it into a cube, that's the like what Jeff was explaining with like the the little Taco Bell spice to it. Yeah, a little Taco Bell spice. And then there's this thing called Diablo sauce. And hold on to your butts because this is going to get fucking serious. Um, in Ontario, we have mild, hot, or fire sauce, right? And yeah. you guys have mild. Do you have mild? Yep, we have mild, hot, fire, Diablo. But what you don't know is we used to have one. I think it was called Bold. And it was a roasted red pepper. They had them for like a year or two. And it had a really good smoky flavor to it. No, it was Rojo. And then they introduced Verde, 
which you can still get in American grocery stores. I, I remember the Verde. Canada. Yeah, you can't get that shit. green sauce. Yeah. yeah, you can still get Verde in America, just not at Taco Bell. I remember getting store. Verde in, like, Rochester or something like that. Fireworks. Yeah, those are fireworks, not gunshots. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, like... Um, I remember getting the Verde sauce, but the Diablo sauce changed my fucking world. And also, like, I just want to point out how appreciative I am that you have been keeping my vest stocked up with Diablo sauce packets. I'm just doing my part. Yeah, you are. Spread the gospel of the Diablo. Yeah, you're doing the Lord's work. (laughs) The Dark Lord's work. (laughs) The Dark Lord's work. Morning star. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. So there's the Diablo sauce, which is already putting us on 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 a whole nother level. Here. Yeah, it, it's it's like hot sauce. It's actual hot. It's yeah, hot. it's actual hot, but it's got the flavor. Yeah, it's not gringo. No. Tomato paste. No. With garlic. And it's not that like weird chemical toilet fucking mild sauce. You know how like the mild and the hot sauce both have that weird chemical toilet. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's like I could use this to clean like my rims, like bring the chrome back. Actually, have you ever put a penny in Taco Bell sauce? No. Well, you guys don't have pennies anymore. No, we don't. That's another thing that blew Jeff's mind. We don't have pennies anymore. But I have now, I have pennies in my vest I now. mean, yeah. Yeah, to take back <laughs> yeah. your treasures from America. <laughs> That's worth like three whole cents over there. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I should probably just melt it down for the copper and just, you know. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that if works. If you put it penny, though, in a, a Taco Bell hot sauce and leave it in there for a day or two, yeah. you just pull out. And wipe it real quick, and it's, like, sparkling brand new. Okay, we're going to do that. That's for sure. This is false science class. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so they we've got the comfort potatoes, or as the plebes call them, cheesy fiesta potatoes. I'm not a plebe. They're comfort potatoes, Jeff. That's okay. what you call them now. Okay, baby. Let's see. <laughs> um, so there's that, and then there's the five-layer burrito. Yes. That was amazing. Yeah, so uh, beefy five-layer burrito, you got your beef, you got your beans, you got your queso, you got your sour cream, and then you got extra fucking normal shredded cheese Yeah, all wrapped up inside of it, and and it's pretty cheap. I think they're like two thirty nine. They used to be on our dollar menu, and that's how I originally got addicted to them. Yeah, dollar menu. Yeah, we, we still have a dollar menu. That's where... Uh, like, fuck you. Truffleson, he gets his cheesy roll-ups. Yeah, they have doggable items on the fucking U.S. Taco Bell menu. Like, if you want a doggable item on the on the Canadian menu, you either give your dog the shit fries or... Which we don't, don't even have. We don't have fries anymore. Yeah. We, we temporarily had fries. And it was supposed to be a replacement for your comfort potatoes. And then people lost their fucking mind because those potatoes also go in the spicy potato taco. Yeah, and you guys made the right choice by getting rid of the fries because the fries are hot trash. Now, just briefly switching over to the Del Taco, because it's really important that we talk about the fries. Garbage. Hot trash. Fucking garbage. They're like cafeteria fucking fries. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's trash that you pull out of the freezer aisle. Yeah. And, like, throw in a lukewarm pan of oil at your house. Yeah. And then pretend like you're eating, like, proper French fries. Yeah. It's like McCain's crinkle cut fries, and somehow they've decided to steam them also. And not put any sort of flavoring on them. Fuck them and their stupid asses. Yeah. Fuck Del Taco. Oh, fuck Del Taco. Fuck Del Taco. Okay, so, and also, Del Taco prices are like Canadian prices. We paid $18 American. Yep, we got two rollers. 
One combo and one burrito. So the combo was like my normal Del Taco. I wanted to keep it as... Like, I wanted to keep my order as similar to my normal Taco Bell order as possible. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that's not possible because Del Taco somehow thinks that fast food also needs to be bougie. Did you notice that? Oh, dude, that's the worst thing about Del Taco. Yeah. As somebody that has been living in Southwest Detroit since 2014, yeah. I'm surrounded by good Mexican food. I yeah. love good Mexican food. Yeah. I also like American Trash Tex-Mex, yes. which is where you get your Taco Bell. Do not try and fucking split the difference, and that's what Del Taco is trying to do, and they're falling flat on their fucking face. Yeah, they're doing it wrong. I want to send a strongly worded letter to Del Taco to tell them to pull their fucking heads out of their asses and get their shit right. I'm, like, yeah. mad. We've spent $18. I got, like, okay, I got my Del Taco, which mm -hmm. was... Family night, fucking white person, you go to the store and get your, like, El Paso fucking taco kit and, you know, do your thing with your kids. Yeah. Shit. It's shit. Um, and then I got my little folded half. It was supposed to be um, a quesadilla. Yeah. That was what? An eighth of an inch thick? Not even. Bullshit. Like, like a 16th. It's seriously just, it's something I made in the microwave as a child because mm. I had a single mother and I was poor. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And, and all they did is they did that, but then they put toasted it a little bit on each side. Just which I one. could have done if I could have reached the fucking burners <laughs> on the on the stove at the time. Yeah. And if I was allowed to play with the fire when mom was out of the house. Yeah. I mean, good call for your mom. Yeah. Like, American Boyfriend's mom, good call on not letting him touch the burners. Because, I mean, knowing the type of person that you are now, that would have been arson for sure oh no i i seriously almost burned down two of our houses as there separately. you go case in point i think it was ages like five and definitely like 12 <laughs> that was the worst because that was the the new house <laughs> with the nice new carpet that wasn't a year old and then we had to rearrange the furniture and there was cushions we could never flip on the couch because of the burns <laughs> Because of the burns. We had to rearrange the furniture to cover up the burn marks I left in our brand new carpet. Okay, so <laughs> sidebar, when I was in my, like, angsty teen years, probably from, like, 14 to, you know, 17. Yeah. I, maybe 12 to 17, I was getting a little into the Manson then. Um, but anyway, I've always had this obsession with candles and, like, burning candles and, like, fucking Absolutely. with yeah, shit, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, like, typical, like, goth kids mm -hmm. stuff. So I had this really cool bedroom that my dad was like, you want to embrace your fucking inner weirdo? That's fine. We'll give you black carpet, which by the way, don't ever do that. It's horrible. Black carpet's the worst. I've had black rugs. Yeah, it's not great. No. So I had like black carpet and then my dad brought like a texture sprayer into my bedroom and sprayed my walls purple, like texture sprayed. Mm -hmm. And then I had like all of the early aughts kid stuff where it's like i had six lava lamps and like a bubbly water column that changed colors yeah and all of the like i've had all those things yeah so i still like, have my lava lamp in the kitchen right now i know you do i saw it it was adorable um i have my old lava lamp up in uh, some sort of storage area somewhere that i probably don't have access to anymore um but like okay so i got into this burning things phase and my dad had put this fake like pleather couch into my room because I was like I want to be an adult and I have an apartment in here so I had like a little fridge and I had this pleather couch and then one day I was fucking around with stuff and I was burning stuff on the the light bulb of my lamp to as seeing, one does yeah see what would burn and what it would smell like yeah. and what it turns into the amount of times I've done that before <laughs> at that age is just it's fucked, innumerable right? <laughs> 
So I, I had, like, my little candle, you know, my bunches of wax and, like, other shit, and I would, like, put it on the lamp, and then I just fell asleep because I was trying all sorts of weird be less crazy meds at the time. Yeah. So I just kind of fell asleep and woke up, and my lamp was on fire, and my... <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm like freaking out. And there was like colored wax spattered all over my carpet. And that was the day that my dad threw out most of the things in my bedroom because they were all a fire hazard. You know, like the dad excuse. It's yeah. a fire hazard. Get it out of here. Yeah. No, yeah. I, well, I don't know. My, I, I didn't grow up with my dad, as you may know. Oh, right. Yeah. And then Let's my get... stepdad just kind of like lived in his computer but back to taco bell yeah that's important to talk back about. to taco bell <laughs> so we've addressed the comfort potatoes mm-hmm. diablo sauce the five layer what else do we have uh baja yeah oh baja blast we have to talk about baja blast that shit that's not the gospel only- not only is it beautiful to look at because yeah, you it get is it visually pleasing yeah it is and you get it in a clear plastic cup because one other thing that I've noticed about a lot of the, like, American fast food places, everything comes in plastic or styrofoam. Nothing comes in paper. No. Everything in, like, in, in Ontario, there's, like, you unless order you something. Go to Star- unless you go to, like, Starbucks or somewhere that's, like, trying to pretend like they're eco-friendly, like, um, Panera. Yeah. Bread yeah. bread. I like Panera. I yeah. do. I enjoy bread as well. Yeah. I like bread bread. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, everything comes in plastic, but Baja Blast is beautiful to look at. It's like this gorgeous little aqua mint color, and then you taste it, and it's almost like... Okay, remember when you used to play Candyland as a kid? Maybe not you. I don't know if you played Oh, I played the fuck out of Candyland. I played Candyland as a teenager. Okay, I love you. Um, (laughs) Also, I would cheat like a motherfucker. (laughs) Well, obviously. (laughs) Um, Okay, so it's like a character from Candyland had horrible diarrhea... And shit into a cup. And it was just this fizzy, beautiful, tasty little Candyland turd. And, like, it's kind of like a combination between what? Like, Mountain Dew and, like, what else? I don't know. It, it's a, it's lime-flavored lime, like, air quotes, real heavy on the lime. Because I've eaten a lot of limes. None of them taste like Baja Blast. No. It, it's its own mo- Mountain Dew monster. I mean, yeah. like, I do not like soda. Like, you've been with me yeah. for a while. Like, I don't consume pop. No. I, I drink my go-fast juices, my um, energy drinks. But those are, like, the, the zero everything. Like, just give me the chemicals and the energy. Yeah. Um, Baja Blast is seriously the only soda I regularly consume. Baja Blast is an, a reasonable soda to regularly consume. And you um, can only get it at Taco Bell. Yeah. Um, there's bottles which come in plastic and should all be thrown in the trash because it doesn't taste right. Mm-mm. The cans are acceptable, but finding cans out in the wild is a rarity. Yeah. I, I approve of the Baja Blast. Also, um, the Go Fast Juice, this Bang Energy Drink. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. I'm hyper, like, still right now from the, the grape energy drink that I drank, like, an hour and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fucking, I could run a marathon right now. Yeah, and it, it's got so many horrible poisons in it. But, man, does it do its job. As somebody that works construction, getting that creatine in, so I get my little swole on at work. Yeah. And it's, like, zero everything because it's just chemicals. It's got all your bees out the wazoo. <laughs> just all sorts of unnecessary things in it. Yeah. And uh, it is 300 
milligrams of caffeine per can. We also have to talk about the owner of Bang. Oh, the the human Always Sunny character? Yeah. <laughs> he looks his, his wardrobe. He, like, pause, pause the podcast, keep listening to it, do what you need to do, but pull out your phone and Google search under the images, Bang CEO. He, like, when you see that, you'll instantly know what I mean by he looks like an Always Sunny character. Yeah. It's fantastic. I want to like I I don't want to hang out with that guy for very long, but I do want to sit and just have a, have six or seven energy drinks with him while he tells me about all the shit that he's done in Vegas. I want to watch him from the other side of a bar, like four drinks deep and like <laughs> eight bangs in. Yeah, that man for sure does cocaine. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like he probably created bang. To curb his co- t- cocaine intake, and then it just doubled both. Yeah, it didn't fix anything. And now he just works out more. Yeah. So anyway, um, I think that we're getting fucked for Canadian fast food, but also I think that... The value menu. Oh, the value menu. You yeah. You that. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. How could I forget? Didn't. I'm did, sorry. Did the chicken chipotle mount not make any sort of an impression on you? Um, you know what? I've failed you, Jeff. I've failed you. I um, failed you. It sounds like. <laughs> it was delicious. It was delicious. It was more delicious than it had any right to be. Yeah. For that cheap? How much was it? I think they are $1.20. $1.20 for any type of food at a fast food place is unheard of. It, it's a little soft shell with some melty cheese. Like some shredded melted cheese and like just a few little chunks of like sliced fake grilled chicken things. Yeah. And then like a spicy chipotle creamy sauce in there. Yeah. Ooh wee. So good. You got you got also on there, I don't know the whole menu. I think there's the bean burrito. We got um cheesy roll ups, Truffleson's favorite snack. Yeah. Truffleson is the dog, by the way. Yes. Um, Love him. He's a little muscle baby. Yeah. Um, and then we also have the spicy potato tacos are back, too. We haven't had those yet. It's the comfort potatoes in the soft taco for Shut the fuck up. That's ridiculous. You guys eat with, like you with, have free health care. With the spicy <laughs> avocado ranch. There's a spicy avocado ranch? Yeah. Okay, I don't like ranch, and I'm sorry for saying this. I don't like ranch, but I like spicy and avocado, and I would, two out of three ain't bad, so it's I would Taco try Bell, it. It's Taco Bell, too. All right, this is fucking ridiculous. Oh, and you still haven't gotten the naked chicken chalupa. No, I haven't gotten the naked chicken chalupa. How dare that's they got fucking... the That's got the avocado ranch on it, too. Okay, well, we're stopping this right now. I'm going to get it. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, so, okay. So, does that cover our fast food experience thus far? Like, we haven't gotten into Coney's yet, but... No, but also, I mean... One thing, too, that's really interesting, I mean, I'm sure it's happening in Canada as well, but um, the way fast food workers are kind of running shit right Mm. now is pretty fucking ballsy. There was this big news story that just happened. It made national news. Um, I believe it was somewhere in Iowa, like Sioux Falls or some shit. I don't know. One of those plain states. I don't really... We're not going to get into this, but I really accept their existence. Yeah. Um... (laughs) You just choose to believe they don't exist. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. If you don't touch a border or touch at least a border state or have any major topographical features that's not flat grasslands, (laughs) I don't recognize your right to exist in reality. (laughs) 
And there's like eight of them or some shit. I don't know. I don't <laughs> fuck with that portion of the country <laughs> at all. <laughs> okay, so, but okay, you're right though. There's, there's, it, it, it's warranted that we discuss the the uprising of the fast food workers. Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's this me- like picture going around. It's uh, a Burger King where it's like, sorry for the inconvenience. We all quit. Yeah. I was just an NPR today, you know, because my phone's dead, so I can't actually listen to anything that's not on the radio. Yeah, NPR, um, it's okay. It's, it's okay. So like, NPR is okay. It, it's fucking funded like a motherfucker by the Coke comp- Coke Corporation, yeah. the Coke Brothers, it's, which it's- are awful very I'm liberal sure you guys all know yeah um but it is like your classic neoliberal um patriot rag <laughs> radio <laughs> so they seem like they're challenging things but they're just in step with the dnc the whole time yeah um but those things aside they did cover this um and i guess what was happening was the general manager kept on complaining that their ac had been broken for weeks and she was pulling these crazy shifts, working like crazy. And the other team or people on the crew saw that. So one day she's like, we're done. I'm not going to make you guys work in this heat. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm done. You guys can try and run it if you want. But, like, the general manager of the store is like, fuck this. We're closed. That's I'm amazing. Done. We all quit. Yeah. And, every, like, all eight of her other staffs like, yeah, we'll follow you. That's amazing. Like, there's some really cool things going on right now. But I have very low expectations for it to make lasting impact yeah um between the push to work from home and uh fast food worker or restaurant service industry people in general just walking out of that way of life yeah myself there's a like i there's this page that i follow on the book faces that's the restaurant worker news and they have like a bunch of updates all the time about stuff like that happening all over the country and uh i think yeah i feel like now is a missed opportunity for myself and a lot of other people because i feel like this is the time to start unionizing and organizing service industry workers yep because at this point they do need us more than we need them and we've made that abundantly clear abundantly clear exactly. yeah so now is the time to go in and be like hey uh we're in a union now yeah and you guys can work with us in we all know each other's wages. We all want these benefits or we all walk or we can staff your whole restaurant. Like, which is it? Yeah. You know, um, I, I really think that this is a huge missed opportunity, but also, you know, who who's planning on organizing all that right well, now and I, thinking that way. Yeah. And I mean, like, this is this is why unions like the IWW exist, because it's like you're you're able to organize the 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 businesses and the workers who are too small fish to be organized by larger unions. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's time to reach out to my boy, Gary. I think it is time to reach out to your boy, Gary, and like get some shit together. He's a local Detroit Wobbly. Yeah. That I'm friends with. Solidarity. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I have been in Detroit since the third. Yes. We went to a 4th of July event. Yep. In support of the Detroit Anarchist Black Cross and the Palestinian Youth Movement. Yep, exactly. Uh, It was organized by one of my friends, Phil Warren, um, a group called Ho Army in Detroit, along with um, this fantastic local, Abir Askar. She yep. uh, she was the one slinging the halal coney. She's yeah, from Dearborn. She Rad juggalo lady. Um, whoop whoop. 
Yeah, uh, tell me how that was for you coming to America. Your your first full day in the states in years. It was fucking ridiculous. Okay, so for starters, it was really successful. They raised over four thousand dollars. I think it was four thousand and one dollars for both of those causes. So that's really dope. Um, we, I don't even under, I don't even know how to explain this in one day. Like, okay, so for Canada Day. The last several years, me and a group of the friends have gone to the beach and done whatever. And, you know, right now, I'm not going to get into Canada Day because that's something we don't need to talk about. Um, And I'm sure that we're going to be discussing it and have been discussing it on other episodes of the podcast. Fuck so-called Canada. Fuck Canada Day. But I still totally came over here and celebrated (laughs) the 4th of July. But to be fair, they did light a gigantic American flag on fire. Yes. That was fun. You relieved yourself on the flag. I, I did. How did that feel? That that felt like uh, I was not honestly honoring America in the best way I could right now. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I have being American. I'm like, freedom of speech. <laughs> First Amendment. I can do what I want. People died so I could piss on this flag. Um. I mean, I, I there's a lot about this country that I have great hopes for yeah. eventually if we could ever get our shit together. Um, but that's not the reality of America or legacy right now. So yeah. pissing on the flag on America uh, Independence Day is uh, valid for me. It yeah. was on fire. Yeah. It was, yeah, I mean, you're doing your part to put it out. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, as in terms of like performative actions, that one I support. Because <laughs> like, and also someone was kind enough to bring a Canadian flag, yep. which I also was able to burn. Um, yeah, they uh, had ignited it, and yeah. I had uh, asked the lady if she was in fact from Canada, and she goes, "No." I'm like, "Can a real Canadian burn it?" And I've jumped <laughs> to the opportunity. And yeah, it I mean, was amazing. It's fully embraced. It was great. It was a really great way to say, "Hi, American boyfriend. We get to hang out now. Let's burn some flags together." Um, so that happened, and then we had, uh, I had, um, a halal coney, and, um, then I later had, you know, a week later, I had an actual Detroit coney. Okay. It wasn't a bad coney because it was halal. You did not have a coney. I understand. You had a chili cheese dog that is very different than a coney. This was a very important, Jeff was very quick to have this discussion with me. And it's it's a it's a very important thing for you. I understand this, and I can already see that you're getting worked up. <laughs> I am. I am. You get this a little l- bit yeah. fired up. A little fidgety. Yeah, a little so, bit. So, for those of you guys that don't know, a lot of people think that a coney dog is simply a chili dog with mustard and onions, which is a flat out lie. <laughs> um, most hot dog chili has beans in it. And uh, that's cool if you want a chili dog. But uh, coney sauce is its own thing. It is tomato-based. It does have a bunch of ground-up parts in it. Um, but there's no beans. It is a thick reddish-brown <laughs> gravy almost. It's a chunky gravy. Tomato- tomato-y. It's like if... It, it's a chunky gravy fuck the chili. You literally grabbed a bean off of my hot dog and threw it on the plate and said that's garbage yeah because it is because it's not fucking coney dog it's not coney sauce it's fucking hormel chili with beans in it you can make a halal coney 
like the main ingredient in the best county sauces and there's different okay so like different regions or like local suburbs and uh ethnic groups believe it or not have different like county sauce recipes some all of them use organ meat but the best are the ones with beef hearts right which is the original that that's what you're gonna get at lafayette or all american if you go to those counties or like my county Dooley's place one of the oldest Coney Islands in the city. If not, I think it might be the oldest. It opened in, I believe, 1919. The Dooley's experience was excellent. Oh, yeah. Dooley's is. Uh, I mean, you can get a similar experience at uh, Lafayette. I, I mean, like, if you're going to go to a touristy one, go to Lafayette. Fucking burn American to the ground. Charlie uh, Charlie the Duff can fucking suck a dick. Okay, so are we getting some local rage here about... All American is just trash. The only reason why I ever go into All American is if I have a friend that hasn't been back to Michigan or Detroit in years and they're living somewhere else and they need me to ship them a Coney dog. (laughs) I shit you not. They they sell Coney care packages. That's adorable. So, like, that's the only reason I'll go in there is if I need to care package somebody to Coney. Yeah, I feel like Dooley's uh, is not the type of place that would give you a Coney to ship. They'd no. be like, get the fuck out of here. Exactly. It's yeah. cash only. Yeah. It's cash only in 2021. I love Dooley's. If you are in Windsor or any sort of area that's close to Detroit and you feel like going to Detroit, you have to go to Dooley's, Coney. What is, which street is it on? Verner? It's, it's on the corner of Verner and Junction. Yeah. It's Anthony Bourdain's Coney Island of Choice. And it's fucking fantastic. You go in there and you know that they don't care that you're there. and But they're very nice to you. They're like, well, for the two seconds that they talk to you, they say, what do you want? And then you tell them what you want. And then they yell about it for a while. And then you get it. And it's great. And then you just pay your cash and you leave. Yep. And nobody causes any fucking trouble. You just eat your food and you go. You get that food in like two minutes. Everybody's equals at Dooley's. Everybody, yeah, everybody's equals at Dooley's. It's so great. I love it. Anyway. So I had, we're like sidebarring in traditional, this is false fashion. like <laughs> About food. Yeah. Just the first half hour of this is yeah. going to be us ranting about food. I really wanted Mo to be on this episode because he's our like token food dude. Yeah, Mo, I want to hear your opinions about these things. Yeah, I tried to get a voice message about Del Taco from Mo. Um, I don't know if he has any solid opinions on Del Taco, but I will, I'll try to see if I can get it from Messenger. And then Travis will have to, like, clip it in or something. Yeah. Um, but anyway, if if you're listening to this and there are <laughs> any American, like, Detroit places that you think that I need to check out as a Canadian that Jeff has somehow overlooked, don't look at me like that. <laughs> I won't. I'm not. <laughs> um, I'm not looking any sort of way. Let, then let, let us know. Send an email to... Travis, please put in the fucking email. Jeff, do you know is what it, it is? is it, what's a weird this website? Is, this, this is, is false at, podcast at protonmail.com. Yep, that's it. That's yeah. the one. Cool. So that's do that. Send us an email, and I'll probably still be here by the time this episode airs. But anyway, we went to this 4th of July party. Uh, it was great. Met a lot of people. Um, there was a truck that had a tarp in the back, so we had a pool in the back of that. Jeff and started I started with that that super normie looking Latina young girl. Oh my god! Singing those crazy Spanish we socialist to, protest songs. Yeah, we have to fucking find I, out who yeah, she was. I have to find out her name. Um, if you guys are Spanish speakers or fans of Spanish music, um, she is pretty akin to a local 
Southwest uh, mariachi punk band by the name of Pancho Villa Skull. She was so fucking dope. I loved her so much. Yeah, she Just fucking this, killed it. I'm yeah. really upset that I don't know her name off. She, I, we'll have to come up with it. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, the little anti-fascist stickers on her. She was guitar, so adorable. Singing songs about beating up police. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm at the age now where I can't tell what the age is of anyone. Yeah, she could have been like 14, 14? or like yeah. 24. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Yeah, but she had the rage of an old soul. Yeah. She was fantastic. Well, no, she had the rage of a fucking zoomer like yeah. <laughs> she had that shit down on lock hard zoomer yeah but anyway so that like that was a really good time um and isham. yeah what's that isham oh isham i also met isham if you guys are fans of uh detroit horrorcore isham yeah. the legend it was fucking dope he, he played a couple songs for us that was pretty great yeah there yeah. was also the icp tribute act that came yep. on uh violent jp and andrea tudo it was fantastic. Um, and Andrea actually does a really cool um, uh, uh, local charity. She raises money uh, in Hamtramck to give out pepper spray keychains because we can have that in the state. Nice. So she gives away pepper spray keychains and also um, helps organize women's self-defense classes for free. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, so Andrea like- does great outreach. Phil Warren yeah. a lot of that stuff together. He does a lot of good outreach as well. Also, I want to figure out how to get in touch with the Detroit Anarchist Black Cross because I kind of want to talk to them about what they're doing. Um, and you have a contact in yes. that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I want to talk to them. Um, but yeah, there were so many awesome things. There's so many awesome radical things going on in Detroit and I'm really, really looking forward to coming back and kind of getting involved in some of that. Hopefully the border will open up soon, sooner than later, so that I can come back across and get that dick. And what I mean by that is um, political political action, not at all actual penis. Yeah. Uh, um, Political action. All the political action. Get the political dick is what I was saying. Um, (laughs) Literally fuck the police in a figurative way. Yeah. But don't ever fuck a cop. Fuck you if you want to fuck cops. Fuck a cop's wife, though. Yeah, well, because you, she's getting beaten, yeah. and she probably could use some like tender attention. Yeah, I think that we should probably like. Are they okay? I just want I to make sure. I don't. No, think. no, they're not because forty percent of them <laughs> have re- been reported to be abused, which yeah. means there's at least like I'm gonna just like I have no facts on this. Minimal, minimal ten percent more. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Minimal 10% are going unreported. Yeah, definitely. They're just like, don't want to talk about it, you know. But in my heart, it's really like the other 40%. Yeah. I feel I feel, I feel like, like... 80% of police wives are being beaten. Yeah. And maybe husbands too. Yeah, you know those, those things also only said police spouses. That's true. We're and just being There's sexist. a fair amount of, of lady cops I see out here in these streets. And they look mean, too. Like, they oh, look like they'll, they'll fucking beat the shit out of their husband. Yeah. Or their wife. I don't even know. Or their yep. partner. Yeah, exactly. It's 2021, Jeff. What are Hell, we doing? some of them probably beat their fucking dogs. <gasps> oh, my God. I'm so upset about this. You know what? Let's go beat up some... Okay, never mind. We can't do that right now. Yeah. In a video game, though. In a vi- Right, in Minecraft. Let's go yeah. beat up some Minecraft cops. Yeah. Um, what else do we have to talk about? You wanted to tell me about something that happened in Texas, and yeah. I wanted to, you to not tell me until we were recording. Right. Okay. So, uh, in Texas right now, there's been this big thing uh, lately after the last election. 
um, the Republican Party is realizing the more free and fair elections actually are, the less that they're holding on to power. Uh, Georgia flipping blue mm-hmm. over the last year scared the fuck out of them. Yeah. So now the Deep South is going through and they are, because major cities all through the South are becoming more and more progressive. Yeah. Everywhere from like Austin to Atlanta. I feel like those are the big epicenters. Like New Orleans has always been kind of left. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so this is going on. So they've been passing more and more restrictive voting rights yeah. bills to, to drive down the vote. Um, and Texas was going to pass an incredibly intrusive bill. And they have... So, so the way a lot of uh, states are set up here is you will have your three branches. It, it's just like um, the way our federal government is set up. Um, you have your legislature, which is made up out of your state senate and your state house. So what's going on in Texas right now is they're trying to shove through a sweeping um, voting rights restriction act or restricting act, and it, it's by far the worst one that's been tried to be shoved through a uh, state legislator or independent state like legislature systems yeah um so what's going on is they have the majority in both their senate and in their house of representatives Mm -hmm. are republican Mm -hmm. so they're the ones shoving it through Mm -hmm. so all the democrats said fuck the state and you guys can't pass a bill if we're not there. So they all flew to Washington, D.C. in protest what? to be like, hey, you guys can't pass this bill if we're not in town. So uh, fuck you. Come and get us. And the governor is threatening to send the fucking Texas Rangers after them. What? And is starting to, like, try and prosecute them for fleeing the state and blocking the passing of this bill. What? Because there's no way that they can stop it right now. This is literally the only way they can stop it. Now, mind you, last month in our federal Congress, the Republicans had blocked us passing a uh, voting rights act, okay. like reform act. Yeah. It would have made voting a national holiday. It would have lifted all, like, giving you, like, a two-week window for early voting and mail-in voting. Yeah. And just make it way more accessible for everybody to be able to vote. which doesn't bode well for the Republicans. No, no, because as soon as everybody gets the right to vote, they're no longer in power. Kind of like our enormous prison population most of the time, if you're a felon in the United States, you you lose your right to vote. Yeah. Especially if you're in jail, because you can't make it a polling place and they don't send absentee ballots to prisoners right so you also have you know that whole section of the population that's already disenfranchised from voting yeah um like one of the things georgia was doing is they made it illegal to pass snacks out and give people water in line waiting for what a fucking ridiculous shit show yeah like like how can you in good faith be like hey You know, it's cool if there's a bunch of people shoving pamphlets in your hand telling you who to vote for while you're in line. But God forbid if somebody brings a hot and ready and passes out a couple (laughs) bottles of water, that's fucking communism right there. (laughs) What a fucking shit show. Oh, my God. Yeah. So uh, that's fucking happening. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Which isn't remotely terrifying that there's, like, (laughs) one of the biggest states in the entire country with the highest populations is, like, 
actively attacking democracy in such a way. And now their governor is threatening like legal repercussions and putting elected officials in jail for not letting them be railroaded on something that would strip their constituents' rights. Well, Jesus Christ. Welcome to America, home <laughs> of the free. <laughs> okay, I don't know what else to talk about. What, should, what do we have anything else to talk about? Um how how's how's uh American been treating you? Um have you felt pretty American? I felt pretty well. You did buy me the um, very American wraparound sunglasses. Yeah. So I do feel like a lot more confident and belligerent when I have those on. I also got to shoot a gun, so I want a gun now. Yeah, and and how did it feel to uh, shoot it within city limits? That was and know that you, there's nobody's gonna come looking. That, I mean, I have not just stepped outside of a house and shot a gun in a very long time. I don't know how much we need to talk about that, but I definitely, that was, uh, I could hear an eagle <gasps> screeching. Yeah. <gasps> Truff. Truffle say, other dogs exist. You need to knock it off. But yeah, that was, that was very, uh, I just wanted to, I simultaneously came and shouted freedom. So basically pretty good. It's been treating me pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. Are you going to disparage also Canada for their lack of HBO Max? Okay, so there's... Okay, this is something we need to talk about briefly because I don't want to just turn this into an episode about HBO Max, but Joe Para. Oh, yeah. I will fucking... A I, fucking treasure right there. If you don't know about Joe Para, you're doing something wrong. I've I've seen the light, okay? Joe Para is this really beautiful human being from upstate Michigan, the Upper Peninsula... He's that- a, we call him Youpers. Youpers, okay. He's a Youper. He's a Youper. Or his character is. And I, he- I don't want to disillusion my my personal illusion of Joe Perra. I know it's an illusion, but he's <laughs> his character is a Youper. Yep. And uh he he lives outside of Marquette and he is a elementary school choir teacher mm-hmm. and just the most soft spoken, thoughtful man. Yeah. And and very uh representative of a lot of Youpers. He has these lulling, soothing tones that he uses to make you feel like you're snuggling in a little warm blanket. Even if you don't have HBO Max, just to get a, a little taste of what Joe Para has to offer. Yeah. They do have some of his stuff on YouTube. There should be a 20-minute video called Relaxing Footage with Joe Para. I love Joe Para. At one point, he says something of, uh, along the lines of, you know... Sometimes I just wish there was a network of trees. It may be problematic because a lot of shows deal in character development and human interest. But you know, I'm interested in trees. They're noble and majestic and just sway in the wind. I think there should be a programming block called Just Trees. And I'd, I'd really one day like to start a network called Tree TV. All trees, all the time. I love it so much. And it's, it's kind of what he sounds like. I don't do a great Joe Perra impression. I'm but a it's... really big fan of your Joe Perra impression. <laughs> <laughs> like, like just then, I felt like I wanted to have a little nap. Yeah, no, he he will put you to sleep in the best way. Yeah, fantastic. 
I fucking love Joe Parra. There, there, I also believe uh, Joe Parra talks you back to sleep. Yep. Is on YouTube as well. I liked that one too. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So anyway, Joe Parra is a really, uh, apparently a, an American staple now in my world. Yeah. Um, he He's like, what they, like, look, a lot of America is definitely like some backwards, like, not fun, like, fake, they're fake rednecks. You know, they're all like... Yee yee, bang bang, don't tread on me. Yeah. Like like there's that. Yeah. But then like you also have like the northern Midwesterners who are like just really soft, solid people. Yeah. And I feel like a lot more, you know, akin to a lot of people or the American idea of what a Canadian is. <laughs> you know? Which is like the Joe Para type? Yeah, yeah. I mean <laughs> like the the Midwesterner though, like the proper northern Midwesterner is a very like reserved quiet like thoughtful respectful person oh man canadians are pieces of shit like canadians are fucking they're just they're like they're like we have those the up too yeah i mean like we're just like americans but we just you know we kill more indigenous people instead of you know i don't know we're getting we're climbing it's pretty bad i don't know i don't have the numbers on that look i i mean I just feel like geographically and historically. Okay, that's fair. But I'm just saying, current events. <laughs> we, we literally have something in our history books called the Trail of Tears. Yeah, that's fair. And fun fact: the asshole who signed that in the legislation is on the back of an American twenty dollar bill. Oh yeah, I mean, like we have Johnny McDonald, and like you know, we have a lot of uh, historical atrocities and ongoing atrocities i mean like our children's aid society and children's protective services whatever they call it in whichever province um it varies by province but we still continuously to this day remove indigenous children from their families just because we closed residential schools very recently i mean we're still stealing indigenous kids from their families on a regular basis and i think we're up to over 1500 um dead indigenous children that we've now uncovered and i'm pretty sure that we still have uh like a hundred and some odd schools left to check but either way um the bottom line is that canadians are not that good i mean the stereotypical canadian is you know you're i grew up watching red green so that's like red green is a fucking fantastic show and you're you're right to watch red green he's a good man you're damn right in fact um I think you had mentioned something about Travis being red green for Halloween. It'd be great. I think that Travis and I should be red green and his fucking little sidekick. nerdy, yeah, his sidekick. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a good idea. Travis, you're doing it. But if you're doing that, I feel like you guys should switch roles. Oh yes! I've always wanted to be red green. I mean, you you kind of have bigger red green vibes than Travis. Oh, no offense, suck it, Travis. Suck it, Travis. He's you've you done too much of the schooling, bud. <laughs> Um, but Americans have your revolutionary rednecks as well. I mean, you oh, guys yeah. have, like, badass fucking rednecks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, if you guys are interested in any of that stuff, um, there's tons of great things to look into. Even as, like, as recent as what's been going on in Appalachia right now, um, there was a major coal company that backed out on... I mean, and not that I necessarily support coal mining, um, I feel like it's an antiquated thing that eventually needs to come to an end um, and that there's plenty of other jobs that those people can be trained in and like proper initiatives put up so those communities that are built around that don't just 
collapse on themselves. Um, But there's all sorts of, like, still to this day, bad, like, union busting going on. Uh, Just recently, a guy was caught hitting, like, breaking through a pickup, or breaking through a picket line in his pickup truck. With the sheriff standing right there, smacked into a dude with this truck to to break the line so the rest of the scabs could get in. And no repercussions whatsoever. Yeah. Surprising no um, one. Right. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, in Detroit specifically, there's a lot of history. I know um, back in the late 20s, there was, I think, 12 people killed on the train tracks between Detroit and Dearborn. Um, with police in Pinkerton at at, at their hands. Um, And those were UAW workers. There's a lot of interesting um, union and radical redneck history up in the UP in the copper country. Uh, Woody Guthrie has a song about that. It's really beautiful and sad and fucked up, you know? Um, And that was about a a copper mining company basically strangling out an entire city because they had started introducing machine that would cut their um cut their workforce in half yeah so this new drill could do it was called the widow maker and it could do two man's job with just one man and then they started reducing rates until everybody went on strike and uh, literally the, a widow maker the mining company <laughs> just let that city starve out and they're like let's see how long you guys can last they lasted i think it was about seven months um and one of their union breaking tactics is all the women and kids in the town had decided to put on a christmas show yeah for everybody because everybody was in such low spirits yeah and um these union breakers kicked in the back door of the theater and started screaming fire. The only way to get in and out of this theater was through a second story entrance. Oh God. So, um, like, I think it was something like 32 people, including 12 children were trampled to death, trying to leave that fire that didn't exist while they had been like striking for months. And like most of the people were like, yeah. On the verge of starving to death anyways. Yeah. And eventually they broke the workers. And when they got back to work, the um, owner of the mine had taken money out of every man's first paycheck to buy himself a pocket watch. And, like, let them all know. Cunts. Because time is fucking money. Oh. Okay. America. Fuck this shit. All right, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to give you a Joe Parra tattoo. All right. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the podcast. I will, I've wanted you to come on the podcast for a really long time, and I think that you need to be our new American correspondent. Yeah, uh, hopefully next time you guys hear from me, I'll be more um, prepared. Uh, well, yeah. We can talk about fun things like uh, American leftist and our newfound love of guns. <laughs> because uh, if you go far enough to the left, you get your guns back. Woo! Yee-hee, bang, bang! <laughs> okay, see you, everybody. Bye! Bye! Bye.